in the world we live in, we, um, particularly at this time, we see a lot of panic um, and, and a lot of fear. And uh, indeed, if you um, in regular touch with the, what's on the media, um, you're likely to, you know, the fear is actually likely to be stoked. Um, uh, this, um, yeah, that's that strong sense of um, fear, and then also um, anxiety. And I suppose in the world you can understand it because uh, when in, in, in the world things are out of people's control, what do you do? Yeah, and there's, there's a sense in which, particularly in the Western world, we like to think we're in control and something like this happens and we <coughs> think, uh-oh, no, we are not in control. And so, and then what happens if you're not in control? You feel anxious and... Uh, and fearful. But God's word actually says that if God's ruling in our hearts, uh, and this is Paul writing to the Romans, um, there'll be three things that actually come across. One is righteousness, so you'll actually do the right thing. You won't be involved in panic buying. You'll be thinking about others, not just about yourself. So there's righteous living, and then uh, living um, in, in peace and joy. Yeah, and you th- I think of the word you know, Jesus said, let, 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 let not your hearts be troubled. You know, so um, when we're trusting in God and his control, we're at peace because we, we know that his, his arm is not too short to save, that nothing is too hard for him. He is able to keep us. We might not be able to keep ourselves, but he is able to keep us, and so our lives are marked by peace. Then too, if we've got this vital relationship with him, our lives will also be marked by joy which seems a bit strange in today's society. But uh, Jesus, there was a lot of things wrong in Jesus' society, but one of the things that marked Jesus' life, he was, he was anointed with the oil of joy more than anyone else. He was the most joyful person who ever lived. Okay? He's not only just the, the one without sin, but the most joyful. And the reason he was most joyful was that he had this relationship with his heavenly Father, that he knew his heavenly Father's love. And look, if you're loved... If you know you're loved, and think back to times, might be a long time ago, hopefully not too long, where you first met your beloved and there was this just tremendous love and, and joy right? that, that was there. And it's almost like everything else paled into comparison, in comparison. And so then when we have this vital relationship with, with our Heavenly Father and with His Son Jesus, um, that we're actually experiencing His love and you know, it's like Paul writing to the Romans. Nothing, we know that nothing separates us from His love. Do you want to say no? Not you know, the heart, you know, this, um, you know, death, no, whatever is out in the world. Nothing separates us, and, and so there's this confidence about facing the future. And and so the verse from Nehemiah, which says, "The joy of the Lord is our strength." And so a joyless Christian is a weak Christian. Right? So in the midst of all the stuff, it's not to say we don't um, weep with those who weep. And joy with those who joy. But our lives basically are marked by joy. I mean, Jesus even wept at Lazarus' funeral, right? Um, uh, you know, because of his empathy with um, Mary and Martha. And, just, and, and so, yes, there'll be times where we are not joy, joyful, but on the whole, our lives are marked by, by joy. Um, Joan and I read a, um, a devotional, and on, fr- on Friday, uh, uh, it was based on the verse, um, 
you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, um, Isaiah 26.3. And um, as the um, reflection on that verse unfolded, uh, this comment came, was that worry is like a non-confidence vote or no confidence vote in God. You may not intend it that way, but every time you give in to worry, in essence you're saying, I don't believe God can or will handle this for me. I'm not sure that I can trust him in this matter, so I'll have to carry this burden and take care of the problem myself. So worry is actually, you might not actually say that, but basically when you're worrying, God's out of the picture. Do you know, like fear and worry and faith can't coexist. So you're either worrying and fearful or you're actually trusting in God. And so it's interesting, God knows us, he made us and he knows us. And so it's interesting that out of um, 125 commands that Jesus gave in the Gospels, and you think, well, what's the most common one? And you think, well, probably... Love one another, love God. Yeah, that happens eight times. But the most common one, which happens about 21 times, is don't be anxious, don't be afraid, don't be fearful, uh, don't worry, um, which crops up a number of times in today's Gospel reading. Um, And so it's, it's interesting that that's not just true with Jesus, but in, even in the Old Testament where the most common commands are praise and, and thanks to God, the one, probably a lot in the Psalms that way, the one next after that is fear not. Because okay? God knows our predisposition to be fearful and he also knows that, that we have an enemy who, if he can get us fearful, it'll cripple our faith. Do you know that? And so um, the scriptures actually talk about a spirit of fear. So it's it's not just something, you know, like, I don't know if you believe in spirits, but we believe in the Holy Spirit, he enlivens us, but there are demonic spirits who will seek to oppress us. And one of the main ones is um, uh, a spirit of fear. So uh, the writer of the Hebrews talks about that one of the things that Jesus came by his death and resurrection was to break people free from the slavery of fear to fear of death. Okay, so you know, when we're apart from, from faith in God, one of the controlling things is fear of death. And so you want to preserve life uh, as much as you can. So, it's in, in, you know, so you're just thinking about how can I keep myself? But when Jesus breaks the power of that, then what actually happens is that you, you, you know, through his um, death and resurrection, you know that there's a life to come. Like we sang, you know, because he lives, I've no fear of tomorrow. So, so it's whether I'm here, there, or in the air. It doesn't matter. Like it's just, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, he's, he's broken the power of that fear. But just because he's broken the power of that fear doesn't mean that the enemy doesn't, who, who seeks to tempt us doesn't mean that he wants to, he's wanting to seduce us back into fear. Right? So Paul writing to the Romans, I think Romans 8.15, uh, talks about you know, don't go back into this um, slavery to fear. You've been set free. Don't go back into that stuff because it, it's, it's so easy to do. 
Okay? So when we lose sight of God, and particularly in the world where it's always trying to squeeze us into its mould, and that the God of this world is, is the evil one, and so to squeeze us into its mould, we're fearful, and we want you to be fearful. We grumble, you've got to grumble too. I found all the things are not, not right. So it, there's always this thing of we, which we have to actually resist. And so scripture actually says, submit to God and resist the evil one. So res, to actually resist the fear. Um, because, Lord, I'm, I'm actually trusting in you and uh, um, your purposes for my life. So when God commands these things, it's not, it's not just about our relationship with him which actually keeps us. It's also about our proper functioning. That when we actually, all the commands that God gives are really so that we can actually function well and, and function to, to maximum potential. And so studies have been shown that um, uh, you know, people who are, who, who are worried and anxious, well, people who are stressed, your body's not relaxed and so it doesn't function well. I know when I'm stressed, that's when my back's like most likely to, to give in. Right? If I'm at peace, I'm less likely to have back problems unless I do something really stupid. I'm trying to lift something too heavy or something like that. But, but if I'm relaxed, when I'm not, I can be, and the back just goes. And so here's the sense that under stress, under um, fear or anxiety, how am I going to cope with this? Our bodies actually don't function well. And there's a study done by someone from Harvard or something, which actually said, we don't know why, but people who worry live less longer than people who don't. Okay? And I've got a friend of mine who's in the <laughs> medical profession and uh, one of his concerns about what's going actually on is a, is a, is a Christian is, is aware that worry, um, anxiety, fear, they actually disable the immune system. So you're less able to fight stuff off. Okay, so for our proper functioning, God says, fear not. Okay, and, and the aspect of, um, and in our gospel reading, I had verse 24, because you can't serve two masters. You can't serve fear and God at the same time. It, it actually doesn't work. And sometimes you might say, well, um, I can't help how I feel. Like, you, know, you, you can struggle with it. You think you, you pray and the whole thing's still there. And the temptation is, um, hey, I've prayed and nothing's happening, so I'll just give in. Well, been there, done that, right? Like this. <laughs> and that's where we need to remember, Jesus says, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock, keep on knocking. So that's the aspect in, in the Christian life we have to actually persevere with prayer. Like You're aware that if, um, you know, sometimes you have the sense that um, you, you ask God, and uh, I don't know if this is scripturally true, but this is the way it seems to be, that it's almost like he's testing your heart. How much do you want this? Or how much do you believe that I'll give it to you? If you just have one prayer, didn't happen, then it's almost like God doesn't want it to happen. But when we know the heart of God, we know that God doesn't want us to be fearful in an ongoing way, or anxious. And so, but he's, what he's encouraging us to do is, is, is deepen our relationship with him. Because sometimes it, it is that we go, we go to, 
It's almost like we treat God as a slot machine. We put the, put the prayer in, we want something out. And God wants a relationship. He doesn't want us to be just... and just go on with the rest of our lives. He, he wants a relationship, and so you build relationship by spending time with one another. Because well, sometimes it's just a prayer, on with what, what, what I wanted to do. And God says, no, just, just be still and know that I'm God. I, 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 want, I, I want you to spend time with me. Thought just dropped in my mind. There was a, a, a well-known Christian um, pastor, writer, and, um, uh, and as, as one of the reasons that his books were really um, took off and, and ministry took off was um, his close relationship with God. And... Uh, and as, his, as, as he got more well-known, there were more calls on the phone, call, you know, calls on the phone, um, more demands on his time. And he thought, well, I'm going to need to respond to this. And then um, he had a prophetic friend of his um, come to see him one day and said, uh, I have a word from God for you. He said, oh, yeah, okay, what, what is it? God said, I'm missing you. Because he was so busy in ministry that he neglected the whole thing that actually sparked the ministry in the first place, which was his relationship with God. Sometimes, and, and this is where, you know, sometimes these, 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 these situations are to push us in, into God. I think of um, uh, the armies of Israel seeing Goliath. Okay? And they were paralysed by fear. And David comes along. I can knock this guy over. <laughs> and, uh, and he says, um, the Lord who rescued me from the poor of the lion and the poor of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. So David had confidence in his God and he was able to say, hey, God has done this in the past. He'll do it in the future as well. He'll do it now. And I know in ministry as well, as I meet different situations, I can look back and say, God provided for me then and then and then. I don't know how he'll provide today, but I know he will. Right? And so here's this, the more we know of God and the more we experience of God, then we can actually bring those experiences to bear and um, exercise faith in, in the present. Um, another example of that is uh, um, when Moses sent the 12 spies out and we know that 10 of them came back and said, oh, those people are stronger and taller than we. The cities are large with walls up to the sky and we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. And it was this unbelief. This situation's too big. And uh, I was trying to see what um, Caleb and... Um, Joshua actually said, and uh, it wasn't very clear, but Moses actually said this, um, the Lord your God who is going before you, he will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. So Moses had this relationship with God. He was aware of what God had done. He'd remembered, and he was able to bring those past experiences to bear in the, in the present. And so when you, when you face issues... Do you face them with the eyes of faith in terms of what God, your experiences of God in the past or do you, do, do you just do it as if God's not there? 
And so it's, a, it's how we see the situation and who we see it with that ends up being one of the key things um, in, in our lives. And so it's this encouragement that, that it, it's often a battle. I still find a battle sometimes not to be anxious and all the rest of it. And do I get it right all the time? I don't. And the reality is none of us do. Okay, Jesus is the only one who did because he had such a close walk with God. But the thing is to actually persevere. And even when we fail, we say, Lord, thank you that you're bigger than my failures. <laughs> and every time I fall down, you're the one that you just say, get up and keep on going. And so there's that sense of exercising faith to say, okay, I might not be at that place of peace today, but maybe tomorrow. And Lord... In this, in this time that I have, Lord, I'm just going to seek to draw closer to you because it's in the end, you're the, you're the only one who can transform my life. I can't do it myself. I've tried, it doesn't work. So it has to be about you. And so, Lord, in the, in the difficulties we actually face, okay, Lord, your word is fear not. Lord, I'm just going to press into you and know more of you so that I can actually stand and be at peace and be a minister of your peace. Okay, so you know, it's almost like you can't help anyone else through issues that you, you haven't faced yourself. And the more you say, well, okay, God, I was like that one day. God's changed me. He can change you. It's the power of testimony as you link yourself with him. And so the encouragement uh, is to use this time uh, that we face, uh, the challenging circumstances, to say, Lord, this is not a surprise to you. But your promise is that in everything you work for good for those who love you. So, Lord, I'm looking for you to bring good out of this stuff. You know, in the situation, whether it's draw closer to me, you know, draw closer to God, whether it's to use um, the opportunities that are presented to, to reach out to others, whatever it is. Lord, I'm looking for good. I'm believing good. I'm not wanting to just say, hey, I'm just waiting, I'm just holding on till this whole thing passes, blows over. No, he says in everything he works for good. So, Lord, you're trying to bring good out of this. Help me to, to look for the good and see what you want me to be to do in the situation so that in the end I'll say, okay, the enemy might have meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Okay, let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. And Lord, you know the struggles we all have with all this stuff. Um, they're not hidden from you. But Lord, your love bears with us in our weaknesses and your love wants us to change, to be a people who are less anxious, um, less fearful, but a people who, who really trust you and your love for them. Lord God, give us grace to do so, we pray in your name and for your glory. Amen.